don't know what he is. Yeah, they are. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thirty people. More. Back every six years. Not bad. Mostly the life of a non-duality inviter is pretty short. <laughs> Everyone hopes it's the new hope and then it burns out. Because it's that same old, same old. It's just fucking boring. Huh? Jesus Christ. When is he going to say something different? How could you? If you're true to the message, it's pretty... Like when I was starting this, you know, I was more engaged with recovery and in recovery people are suffering you know and it's and if you've been in that community that way of life you sometimes have a real leaning towards addicts and alcoholics because it's a certain kind of tyranny that you've lived under together and you have to if you would love to be able to help them travel lighter you know just a drive a natural inclination so I had that inclination and I, it was obvious that I was affecting people. So I said, fuck it, just keep going. And then we, you know, the prophet is never recognized in their own village. You know, I felt this message was pretty good, but I had been sort of neutralized in the, my community. I was called non-Paul and Buddha Paul and fourth step Paul and no self Paul. And so, but I had a real feeling and we try to get a website out for somehow to put the information. And, but in recovery, the only people who know computers were newcomers and they'd go back out. They'd get loaded and we never finished the project. So it was like, took about three years to finally get the website done. And then uh, it did, it was like, then people from, from not, AA, not recovery, saw it, and they got in touch with me. Yeah, And then I started to go first online, but I'd go to places where, uh, you know, there were spiritual seeking communities. And when I would go there, it was, you could see it was standing out in high contrast, uh, addiction once again, using another form to express itself, and it was spirituality. Yeah, You could see the addiction, it was more slow time and not too many, not as many auto, you know, automobile crashes, but it was, and there was not going to be an intervention. No one was going to come in here and say, hey, you got to leave. You've had enough. You sign up for your 30th retreat. We're probably going to take your money and just let you go to that 30th retreat. After 29 haven't worked, how is the 30 going to do it? Yes. And there's no intervention, literally. You know, I'm not going to come over to you and go, listen, that's it. No more. Get out. Drop that CD. <laughs> and uh, this is not going to happen. It's just going to go on and on and on. And of course, if you are thinking you're the doer of it, you're going to convince things are working out. Yes. I remember I was, uh, when I was, always had trouble with the digestion. I don't have now, but I used to when I was young and I tried a lot of stuff and I remember I uh, I was living in, in Mill Valley and Whole Foods they got this new uh, probiotic from Canada that came in little milk cans and instead of billions of intestinal flora it was trillions 
So I said, fuck it. I'm just going to flood this, this little world with migrants of beneficial flora. And so I took it 42 bucks a week. You'd buy the thing, drink it. And I was trying to, I must be feeling better because I'm spending all this money. And I said, oh yeah, I think it's working. And I wanted proof. So back then they had the place to have your shit checked was a place, Smoky Mountain Labs in Tennessee or somewhere. So I said, I, I, I got in touch with them and they sent me a kit. And in that, there was a thing. What do you want to look for? And everyone wants to know parasites. So you look for parasites. And I wrote all these things down. I sent three days of shit there. Week or two, they got in touch with me. I got the results. And I looked at no parasites. Oh, that's great. And then they went, signs of beneficial flora, 0.0000. Absolutely no signs of these trillions of beneficial flora I've been putting in for like a year and a half. None, Zippo. And then, so of course I was super pissed or something, but then it was, it was explained the next paragraph. And that paragraph was, Paul, Mr. Hedeman, there are two forms of bacteria that are in you right now that love beneficial flora. So I was actually catering, gourmet catering to these two fucking things of, ba of bacteria and they ate up everything I put in there. This is sort of like the message in a sense, yeah? Because our first video we ever did was from an old parable in, from India, the, the lion and the sheep. Yeah. And in this parable, there's a, a mother lion and a cub. And then the mother lion gets killed. And now the cub is on its own. It really doesn't know what's going on. And so it's roaming around and he runs into a flock of sheep. Yeah. Or a herd of sheep. And it moves towards those sheep. Now the sheep know it's a lion and they're a little bit hesitant, but they realize the lion has no idea what's going on and it gets, it gets inducted into the herd. And now it starts living like a sheep. And it's listening to people complain about who's going to be the next sweater next year and fucking this and that. And it's, and he's looking at other sheep like to eat them, but you know, Oh, I, they're telling, oh, you must like her. Yeah, I like her, but I want to eat her, really, basically. But then he's become sort of a very popular sheep in this thing. This is big and huge. And he becomes like an elder. And he ha he marries another sheep, and they have babies. They look strange, but they rationalize that away. And he's living a life the best he could as a sheep. You know, he's got a lot of respect. He feels community. He, you know, he's got learned how to chew cud and shit. So suddenly one day they were, they were there doing this, what they do. And then a big old lion came down and starts running after the sheep. And he sees this other lion running and it thinks he's joining the hunt, but he realizes it's, it's running with the herd of sheep. So he veers off and tackles the young lion. When the young lion rolls over on its back and looks at the old lion, goes, please, Mr. Lion, don't eat me. I'm just a humble sheep. So the old lion doesn't say anything, just grabs the young lion and drags him over to the water hole and puts both of their faces over the water. The young lion sees the reflection, bammo, gets it, right? The old lion goes raw. It doesn't have to take three months of roaring lessons. It just roars. It hadn't roared for years, but the possibility was always pregnantly there. Something was blocking it, but it didn't mean it couldn't roar. It just didn't entertain the possibility, yeah? So Bamo, it gets it, right? And that's the end of the story. But there's the, that's not the end of the story. 
This is what happened with me coming to satsang. That's not the end of the story because that young lion isn't going to stay with that old lion probably every day. And it's not going to live near the fucking water pond. And as the young lion walks away, the sheep programming kicks in and the head tells the lion, you just had an incredible lion experience as a sheep. Yeah, This is the message. This is what the message is about. I do not believe you need to become awake. I believe we're awake already. Now, it can look like you're seemingly not awake, but that means it's appearing to, to you that you're not awake. It's not the appearance of non-awakeness. Yeah. So basically, the fact is we're awake, and we can seem to be awake to that fact, or we can seem to be asleep to that fact. But what our condition in this dreaming doesn't affect that condition of awakeness. Yeah, yeah. So with this thing, the lion walks away and the sheep program arises and claims that, not even an event, it claims the nature of itself as an experience another nature had, which is now the, you're the sheep again. And what happens? The lion now has this feeling, but he's he's... He's like saddled with this idea of being a sheep. So he starts talking to other sheep and they, they open up a center and they find old pictures of big old lions and they'll put a gold little frame and they're going to have roaring lessons on Saturday and they're going to have satsangs every three week, days a week. And they're going to hopefully re you know help each other become a lion or become more lion-like, but always as the sheep. So... What would you want to target? Do you want to keep giving you giving the lion more skillful means as a sheep, or maybe question you're a sheep? Because if you're not the sheep, what are you going to fall back on immediately? You're a lion. Yeah. Not conceptually, not a knowing, but a being of it. Yeah. But what's happening, I feel, and what happened, what I saw in satsangs was. People were talking a lot about what's indescribable, unknowable, incomprehensible. And what's hearing it is not the unknowable, indescribable, yeah, un all that stuff. It's the idea of being the you, yeah? And the you is the obstacle. It is not what's going to be the vehicle. You're not going to arrive at where you already are through the vehicle of you unless you see it not as you that's its value yeah the value of you is that it's failed and when you're left with no more devices when you stop trying to figure it out you stop this or you don't even have to stop figuring out let the thing try to keep figuring out you see you're not that yeah because again it sounds like another order I get another order. Okay, now I have to stop trying to figure it out. No, you don't. Just tell the truth. What's trying to figure it out is not you. Yeah, and that's the message. Because the message, you don't have to keep pointing to the lion if it's going to be taken as a sheep. Yeah, we got to talk to the, about the sheep. Yeah, and you are not that. This has hit me because I went to satsangs. It was really weird. I knew something was freaking missing. And then I started seeing what I thought was missing in the writings of Ramana Maharshi or the teachings of Ramana Maharshi. 
And I, it just hit me. And then I was in this situation of having a seat assignment, sharing it. And this something told me, do not move from this point. Because if you don't see this point, you're looking from it. If you don't see the sheep, you're going to be looking from it as a lion. And in that position, you may be using the lion to, to try to seek for the lion. And the way it makes sense is you believe you're a sheep. This is what we're negating. It's a simple negation. It's not trying to rehab it, change it, make it better. It's just seeing it as not you. Yeah. And when I say seeing, it isn't visually, it's awareness. You become aware of an activity, a mental activity that I call selfing, that implies you already are a self, and you see it. That's all. The one quality it cannot erase is your innate nature, which is awareness. It can erase your knowing by making you know something as something else. It can, it can erase your understanding. It can neuter your doing. It can neuter all your earnestness, your, your love, everything. It can neuter all that, but it cannot touch the awareness. It can misdirect it, but it cannot touch it. You are that. Yeah? That's the message. So just, we put it out there. And we haven't changed it. People see me 12 years ago, they come, anything new? No, there's nothing new. Yeah, Because if you don't see this, you're looking from it. If you don't see you're not a sheep, you're going to be looking for a lion, as a lion. And if you want backup, famous, my Hoang Po, a great Zen master, China, here we are. Let's say he's here today. And he's looking around at out this room. He doesn't see you as Jim or you as Jill or anything like this. He, see, he sees you as the Buddha, let's say. And he says to the Buddha, and basically he's trying to get around Jim and Jill, not to Jim and Jill. Yeah. Around it, see? And he says, you can't, you, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use light to seek light. You can't use big M mind to seek mind. Why would anyone say that to you unless you are Buddha, mind, or light? Yeah. The statement is not to get to go to Jill and Jim. It's meant to go to the Buddha, the light and the mind, because that's what we are. What we think we are is something else. What we are before thinking is that. Buddha, mind, light, lion. Yeah? Not sheep. And a lot of people, I humbly believe when I run into them, in spiritual freaking addiction, what thinks it's the addict is the sheep. And the drug is the hope that they can become like a lion. Yeah? But the real drug is the misidentification. They're taking themselves to be something. That's what needs to be negated. You do not need to affirm what you are. You're being what you are. You are being what you are. It's the most affirming thing you could do is be aware that you're being what you are. It's a negation of this idea of what you're not. And I humbly believed when I went to satsang, it wasn't being emphasized. It wasn't. So I had these moments what happens when someone says you're not a body? That which is hearing it is now the hearer of it, and the hearer of it is pictured as a body. 
you don't see how that nudes the whole message of you're not a body if it's held if it's heard as a body you don't see that it happens in a second you're sitting there listening to you're not a body as a fucking body what's the point yes exactly exactly so i saw it i mean you know we're not two levels below a coconut many of us and sometimes it brings you to a point where I was involved with the Course of Miracles, and you figure really the obstacles got to be the body identification. I mean, after everything you look at, this has to have something to do with it. And so there was a there was a lesson that I was really keen on in the Course of Miracles, which was you're not a body, you're free, you are just as God created thee, or something like that. So I would sort of chant that, and after a little while, when this message of non-duality was hitting, I said. The only one who would ch chant they're not a body is a body. <laughs> that which is not a body does not have to chant it's not a body. <laughs> it's super clear it's not a body. The head isn't. The head isn't. The head sees everything. When you, yeah, you can just see it so simple. Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Do you feel like you're efforting to see right now? hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. They don't, they seems to be, they're an on, but there's not really any off switch. You're just awake, yes? Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. What happens? The mental state comes into contact with things through us and claims it. So when they're seeing, the mental state says, the seeing implies there's a seer. So seeing isn't seen as seeing, it's, see, it's, it's seen as a clue to the real doer, which is the seer. Yeah? Hearing, hearer. Feeling, feeler. Tasting, taster. Touching, toucher. Thinking, thinker. Yeah? So conscious contact, what we meet is feeling, seeing, tasting, touching, thinking. Yeah? What we come out of that, which come out of it when we're listening to the mental state, thinker, hearer, feeler, taster, toucher, doer. Yeah? So therefore, now the verbing of life, the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, doing, not doing, all this is going on, has been leapfrogged by the mental state. It claims the seeing and implies a seer and then leapfrogs the seer into the position of being the seeing, doing it all, yes? So now whatever you see or whatever you do, you are the doer of it. And now there's so many other possibilities for shit to adhere to yourself, which is guilt and shame for what you did or what you didn't do on and on and on and on and on. Yes, all reinforcing the doer, the feeler, the taster, the toucher and diminishing the doing, the feeling, the, the awareness of that, yes? And so you see it, it's an interpretation of living. There's nothing right or wrong with it, but it would be nice to be in the state of before that, which is living. So you're conscious that you're living and you're conscious of the mental state interpreting that living. And the mental state is in a world of verb and it makes up a noun. And now you're not just a doing, you're the doer and you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah, and again, every that view, it has one point to reinforce the view. If you're looking at everything as the doer, it's going to be your direction is going to start changing or doing different shit. Yeah. 
But the fact is, in spiritual addiction, you will see there's an identification as the doer, and it neuters the effects of the spiritual practice. Yeah, because if you have an idea of meditation, your head has it. When you start moving to sit down on the cushion, it has you as a meditator already. It does. It's super fast. Super fast. It's super fast. The selfing is super fast in time. But we are before time. We are in a state of being. We're not in a state of wasing and willing. We're actually a state of being, entertaining a state of wasing and willing. Yeah. But here, if if whatever you do is going to be used to point out to being the doer, that process, yeah, is going to neuter the effects of what you think you're doing. Yeah. Because they're going to be used just to reinforce the doer. Okay, so here's the process of the claiming, and then you sit, you start going to sit down on the cushion, and the head has you as a meditator. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then the only thing is, you it makes you in something that you want to get out of. So you're going to meditate yourself out of something you're not in. This is its greatest fucking trick. The your being in it is expressed by trying to get out of it. That's the greatest form of its expression is trying to get out of it. It's already won because it has you convinced you're in. Yeah. And now it really just, it just fucking enlarges the scope out. You're going to get out of it. So just like people, it's just amazing. Where does this body appear in this dreaming here? Yeah. And yet people believe they want to transcend the dreaming as a product of the dreaming. If there was a, a borderline of the dreaming, when your transcendent body hit that borderline, it would be like the booster rocket falling off. It can't go anywhere. It's only here. <laughs> you, you trans, it's not transcending this because you've never been in this. But if there was a transcendence, this would not be the form of transcendence. You'd be transcending form. <laughs> that includes you. <laughs> There's not going to be an 18-hole golf course in the fucking heaven. <laughs> I want to get out of this, definitely, but I want to be there to enjoy it. No. <laughs> you mean mean getting out of this means this? Oh, well, I don't know. Let's make this a long process. I got to do a lot of purification. Got to, it could take lifetimes. Great. I love that. Let's keep going, going, going. Can you imagine if a furniture store... After they didn't sell you, you know, send your couch, said it may take lifetimes to get your couch. No, you would fucking get sue that company. But here, spirituality, it could take lifetimes to arrive. What? That's insane. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. I'm just so happy to be here. You cannot imagine how happy I am. You know what really makes me happy is seeing some of the people I've met. Because the same feeling is there, eh? Exact same. 2005, 2024, it never changes. The presence is present. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. So I like to play, uh, explain this because if this process is in place, which I believe it is, very quickly, 
this process will affect the process you do after. Yes? So it will use the processes you do after to reinforce the initial process. Now, the secondary processes are not going to change the initial process, but the initial process is going to change the secondary processes. You see it? So things are going to be, and this is what Ramana says. He says, well, I humbly, this is how I read it. He says, there's a presupposing, pre is of time, yes, or before, yeah? There's a presupposing of a non-existent thing. What is it being presupposed to be? An existent thing. Yes? So this, from their view, from his view at that time, the, the body is a non-existent thing, yeah? So he's saying there's a presupposing of this non-existent thing of being what? Of being existing, yeah? So something is animating us. The way the head sees is that you're animating yourself, which is a, it's not true, yeah? But this is this whole basic storyline. So you, this thing is this non-existent thing, is now taken to be an existent thing, a thing, and it wants to get salvation for itself. He says, if this is the case, and he was basically saying, this is the case. This is the case. There's a presupposing of the non-existent thing to be an existent thing, and that existent thing is searching, searching for salvation for itself. Then the next statement, it says, if this is the case, your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing, how can they destroy it? So whatever is going on is going to be determined or mostly influenced about by something else that's happened before, yeah? And in most cases, it's going to be that mental claiming has happened before. And then whatever comes after it is going to be used by the mental claiming to reinforce that which you're hoping your activities are destroying. Yes. So while you're burning the house down, it's getting bigger. Yeah. And what happens? What happens if you go to one retreat? Do you get the message? Maybe that could be it. It could happen, but usually you think more. So it usually started for me like a weekend and then it became, okay, I'm going to go for a week and then I'm going to go to another country like Burma or Thailand and sit for three weeks. And then of course, I'm going to go to try to get, you know, you can't go to Tibet. So Nepal mm -hmm. and on and on. And all that change was more, more time. And then sometimes I'd come out of that. We had a place in Northern California called Spirit Rock. We used to call it the upper middle way. Very nice, great food and stuff. Very nice and comfortable. But I remember, well, two things I remember. I was on one and it was a loose. People were coming in and leaving at this. There was different lengths of time that were going on at the same time. So basically, I was there for like 14 days. Some people were just there. Some there people had been there 30 days. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> this is a good one. So, you know, you're doing 13 hours a day, seven hours sitting, six hours 
like walking or doing tai chi. I used to go into a car park and do some shit, yeah. And then every day around the food was great. Yeah, <laughs> food was great. And at six o'clock, they'd ring a bell, and everyone you'd see these people were like. We will look like meditative cows grazing, you know, on the hills and everyone slowly moved towards the the place where they gave you the food. We get to the, so I got there that one day, it was like the 13th day or something. I got there early. I was the first one. And as I walked in, there was ice cream put out first time. So I looked at the ice cream. Of course, I got a bowl of that before food and shit. And I sat down and I watched these people and everyone, you know, they come in with this incredibly calm, conditioned look, calm. And then they see the ice cream and you could see their, their head just go, hey. so I'm going right to the ice cream. So fast, go there, get back. It was just amazing. 14 days out the window, 20 days out the window. Oh, <laughs> the whole thing and then yes. at the end of the two weeks they'd say listen don't take the freeways home don't listen to any heavy music metal heavy metal don't don't eat any like spicy food i'm going what the fuck how fragile is this thing oh it's like a little fragile crystal baby you give me a fucking break <laughs> Dog shit awareness, just being awake to being awake. Yeah. And then let something else tell you how things are and how they were and how they're going to be instead of your head telling you all freaking day. And this doesn't mean it stops telling you. You're not fucking correcting the head. You're seeing you're not the head. You're not, there's no point of trying to change it. It is not AI, it's, it's programmed. And what we run to in recovery is self can't get out of self. So no matter what it does and it fails, it just tries to try do something else. It just doesn't get the message. So if you wait, don't waste any time. Just see it as not you. Yeah. And a lot gets revealed. So that time was funny. The other one. Oh, maybe I should just stick with that one. <laughs> Yeah, we'll stick with that one. So if you see it, the head's going to talk to you and it's going to talk to you as a you, yeah? And it's going to be claiming to be the one that's talking and it's talking about you. And if you've been introduced to non-duality, you've been introduced to duality, yeah? Right where you're sitting, there's duality. So sometimes you're that which is thought about, which would be an object. Sometimes you're the thinking of it, which is the subject. What does non-duality negate? It negates that. Yeah, you're neither this nor that. Yeah, how are you gonna how are you gonna get there if you're not seeing it? If all your clarity is clouded by this not clear before, this is what I saw. I've met a lot of people who are super clear, but they're not clear about this. They think they're doing shit. I see a lot of people with ayahuasca. They go through tons of incredible places, but they still think they are the one that did it. Yeah, that never, it, this stubborn idea travels through all the spiritual car washes and it doesn't get washed off. You get in, you pay, this is the best car wash, it'll, it'll be right there because it's so quick that we don't know it. And here you, now you know it. 
This is what happened. It stopped me in my tracks. And I haven't changed or deviated since the last time I was here because I don't see any point in it. Because you're going to be reinforcing the sheep while looking for the lion. It's like this. We used to tell an old story about if you ever gone traveling, remember they used to have these little cardboard box cameras that you buy and have one roll of film. You take a pictures and then you bring it to the pharmacy or wherever and they just throw out the box and you get the pictures. You used to use it in Burma and stuff. It's like $10, had a plastic lens. So when you pointed, you just hoped. You couldn't really see, but you just hope you're in the right direction. You take a picture, yeah, and you throw it. All right, so let's say there's that. And then there's this incredible camera, high, you know, it's HD, rotate. It has a mobile tripod. It's unbelievable. And it's walking around and it sees this little camera box and it decides to look through it. And when it looks through it, it seemingly forgets that it's the large camera. And now it's looking at everything from this small camera view. It has a vague sense of something's off, but basically the identification is so unnoticed that it has now taken to be this small camera and it starts trying to fit itself around the limited possibilities this small camera has, which is quite severe. Yeah. And there it is. And so one of the things it comes up with is I'm going to buy some Nikon lenses. I'm going to get the highest lenses. I'm going to put it on the camera. I'm probably going to see much clearer. But the thing, the plastic lens is before the Nikon lens. So no matter if it's $5,000 Nikon lens, when you put it on the little plastic lens, you're going to see through the Nikon lens, through the plastic lens. This is what we're talking about with the selfie. There's a plastic lens, so no matter what all the shit you're doing to to illuminate and clarify is being dulled by that plastic lens. Hmm. Yeah. So four thousand dollar Nikon, uh, and of course, if you spend four thousand dollars, you don't want to be, oh, you, oh, I'm seeing better. Of course. <laughs> You don't want to feel like you're a jamoke, complete jamoke, you know? Oh, yeah, see, I know it'll get really good things to polish it. <laughs> polish those lenses. You're not going to see better because the plastic lens is first. And in time, first matters. First can be untouched by what comes after in time, but can be incredibly influential with everything that comes after. And this is what's happening. The mental state is beating us to the punch and dictating the whole fight. It is. And it has us going. We had a guy who was so great. The way he learned he didn't have to go to another Vipassana retreat was at the Vipassana retreat. He called us up on the Zoom. I got it. I don't have to go anymore to a Vipassana retreat. Hey, great. Yeah, this is the value of things failing us. Don't you see? If you could get it, it couldn't, it's not what you're looking for. It fails you. That's the value. The success here is failure. Yeah. You reckon, because it's going to, 
I had this thing I did in uh, Australia in 2000. I was uh, living in a town called Byron Bay, which was a giant Osho, if you know Rajneesh, community. And they they were very good at making therapies and stuff, really. And they had stolen a therapy called the Miracle of Love, and now it was called the Path of Love. They didn't steal it, but they went and studied them and took their idea. And I was involved with that thing for eight days. And in those events, they could produce cathartic conditions. Pretty good. They had a DJ and they put music and everyone start going off. Yeah. So on the sixth or seventh day, I went off and I'm crying and I'm moaning and I'm chanting. I can never get back. I can never get back. Uh, like I had split from the Godhead, you know, the prodigal son. I, ah. And they loved me so much. They took me out like on a fucking paladin or something, you know. Oh, he's the one who got it, you know. And then, I was, oh, I can never get back. And then a couple of days later, I realized why I can never get back because I never left. <laughs> this is the message of non-duality. The message of non-duality is the fact before time. You never left. You never left. It can only appear to be that you've left in time. That is the plastic lens, time and space. 6,000 sparking controversy between tribes and ranchers. It's a zoo. To continue conservation efforts. A program was introduced to the testing facilities. Well, keep it playing. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah. It was funny as hell. I mean, I was really earnest and bummed out. And then I realized all you need is a different emphasis. The greatest message is you can never go back because it disputes all your imaginings that you've left. Don't you see? That's why we have that book, which I hope you buy, on having never left. The whole message is every time you seem to arrive, it's going to whisper to you on having never left. Now, you may want to enjoy arriving. That's freaking great. Yeah, Enjoy them. But you'll be enjoying it because you will realize on having never left. On having never left. See? It's just like the idea of the seeker and the sought. So this is the case usually, right? You and I are seen as the seeker, and then there's an idea of what we're seeking. And usually, obviously, if we're seeking it, it doesn't seem to be available to us as the sort. Yeah. So there's the sort and the seeker. Now, the seeker is always the same, us. It, many different things can be sought, but it's usually the seeker is the same, us, and then the sort. Okay, what eight, what non-duality does is compresses it. The seeker is the sort. Time, space get compressed. Seeker is the sort. How can it be? How can I be the sort as the seeker as held by the head? Exactly. We're not talking about the seeker held by the head. We're talking about what we are that's never been changed by whatever the head has ever said. The seeker is not the seeker. It is the sort. So if it's the sort and it's right where you are right now, what is what will it look like? You're not going to look like you're getting there. It's not going to be demonstrating a lot of thought and effort. It's going to be a quite disarming recognition. 
that the seeker is the sought. What, where is, where are you going to see the, the effect or change? Are you going to see the effects or change on the sought? No. Are you going to see the effects and change on the seeker? No. Where are you going to see the effects is on the seeking. Yeah. It's going to drop off <laughs> precipitously. <laughs> really. <laughs> really. You're going to have a lot of free time on your hands. Yeah. <laughs> That may, that may disturb you, but what distur what it disturbs isn't you. That's the good news. You're going to see the fucking thing squirm. It's not you. Yeah. So, <laughs> seeker is the sort. That's the message. You can't use the Buddha to seek the, uh, the Buddha. That's the message. Yeah. In this thing with the camera, I didn't get, I left that already. What finally happens is the camera being identified with the small camera is saddled with a very limited possibility, yes? Everything it hopes for and, and is looking to has to be seen through the small camera. So one day a guy walks around and starts talking and he, he doesn't talk to the small camera. He talks right directly to the big camera and it says... Why are you, do you realize you're looking through that small camera? And no, and then bammo, it realizes it was looking through the small camera. Does it have to have an operation to separate itself from the, no. It doesn't need to be restitched, no. It's just now, finally, it has a new possibly has been introduced. You're not that, and it just moves. And now it sees the small camera instead of looking from the small camera. It sees it. Now, the interpretation and the narration of seeing through the small camera continues, but it's not your narration. It's not your interpretation. Yeah. You see the narration of looking, of being the small camera continues, but it's not your narration. That's the difference. Yeah. I believe something had to stop for things to be so. They don't. You see as you see it as not you, and what happens is there's a loss of interest in it. And to me, loss of interest and attention really is noticed here by emphasis, really. So the emphasis on self and doer and thinker and feeler gets migrated from, and you get sort of uh, that which used to enslave you is enriching your day. Yeah. We like to call it dog shit awareness, literally. I mean, why would want someone want to have something so, so valuable as so fragile? To me, it's like all terrain. You should be able to travel through whatever life has in store for you. Yeah. With this obviousness of what you're not. And obviously, after a while, the emphasis of what you're not loses. And then you're just resting in what you are, so to speak, or as what you are. You don't even have that interest, much interest to know it. You're just there, yeah? Like when people ask me how I'm doing, I usually don't know because I don't check in often. <laughs> I don't. I'm not, oh, I'm, I just, I'm winging it completely. <laughs> and then, you know, when you're listening to this, it could be like CNN, CNN news. If you start hearing it, it's like Comedy Central. 
there's a lot of comedic value in your old ways of looking. They're funny as hell because they, they're not going to get it. So if you're waiting for them to go with you, you might as well look at it as like, uh, just don't claim it at the baggage, you know, just leave it. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I touched what I wanted to. Anyone, you want to, any questions or anything? Yes. That was fast. Um, what's going on right now is claiming, 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 and stress going up, up, up. It's like self is trying to understand what you're saying. Yes. And it just sucks right now. Yeah. Well, see there, the claiming has been claimed. <clears throat> You're talking about a verb of claiming in past tense. You're talking from the claimed. Yeah, that's all. Now just step back and tell the truth about that. Hold on a second. Yeah? It's like there's so many layers that I can't even... Don't worry about that. That's what one of the layers says. Okay. Yeah, it wants to say, instead of seeing the truth of the layer, there's so many layers. Just... Just tell the truth of what you're seeing. That's more than enough. Literally. When you're feeling a lot of stress and stuff like that, you're in a past tense of the claiming. You've been claimed. And therefore, at that point, you need skillful means. At that point, you need a divine proctologist. So you got to hopefully in your speed deck and then call them up and get you pulled out of your ass. And after a while, you get pulled out of your ass enough, something's going to be seen. And you'll see more. Yeah, you'll see you're seeing the claiming, but you didn't you're not seeing the claimed. And so the claiming is very, very torturous because there's the claim that's being tortured by it. That's claiming. You see it. It's a verb. It wants to say it's a noun, and this is how we miss it. It's verbing. It's always verbing. There's claiming, claiming, claiming. There was an old Monty Python thing where they're in a, an English uh, park, but they have safari, they have a hat like you wore. They have safari outfit and they've run out of water and food. And then they break, they break through this giant English hedge. And then there's, and they see there's a film crew and they have, they have water and sandwiches and then, yes. So they had this whole story, they were dying and it was being filmed. Something was, awareness was watching it and awareness was watching the film crew and yes, on and on and on. Because the claiming, this is, this is actually, it's very, very important. If you want to see it, you have to see it in action. Having an idea of it doesn't work because an idea is sort of neutered. You have to see it in action. So there's the claiming. You didn't know that was going on. Then you hear about something and you recognize the claiming. Yeah? That which is recognizing claiming gets claimed. So what you used to look from, you're now seeing, and now, now, and now that seeing is what you used to look from. You see? There's a claiming and a claiming. It's an activity. It's verbing. You're going to know which, when it dies. It may take two. It's not going to take one because this is not non-one. It's non-duality. The subjectiveness of the claiming and the objectiveness of the claiming are seen. Yeah. 
And that can be it. You can lose interest in it. So if the claiming is driving you crazy, you're seeing it from the claimed. And you're not that. Yeah? That's the beauty of it. And here, let's say self-centeredness is a very myopic view. And we have a possibility of being in a very panoramic view. When you're in the myopic view, the only idea it has about a panoramic view is a myopic view. So you now see from the panoramic and you see the myopic view. You see the myopic view. You see this whole activity that's going on, not in the activity. You see it. So I'm seeing it in the activity right now. I'm not seeing it from outside the activity, so I'm not aware. Of no, it. see, the activities wants to see it from outside the activity. In other words, Paul wants to be there to experience its own absence. Yes, it happens all the time. You're not doing it, and it has nothing to do with Steve. It's just a mechanism, and many of us have seen the mechanism, and then there's a way of trying to make it a more formal seeing so that it can trigger something in you that's been triggered in others. Yeah. This is non-duality. It's not seeing one side of the coin. You're probably going to still fall for the other side of the coin. You have to see there's two sides of the coin. You're taken to be the seen and then you're taken to be the seer. Yes. Yes. And the one coin, you've lost interest in that currency. Because you're not enamored with the head or the tail. Yeah, you've lost interest in it. And the, that interest is now hearing a sound or whatever. You're more, you're available and present for whatever else is, whatever is going on. Yeah, this is your basic and natural nature. We're available and present. What happens to us, that availability and presence is a present to something that's being manufactured. The head is giving us a story of us, and we're seemingly engaged with that story more than in the living. Yes. And it seems people say, well, this is only a part of you, but this part of you thinks it's all of you. And it's important to see it, or you're going to be looking from it. I've seen, I've had hits. I mean, I sat with some people. And uh, man, I felt incredible. And uh, it was claimed a day or two later. <laughs> yes, it was. And then, uh, you know, look at epiphanies. If you've ever been involved with an epiphany, it usually ends by the, with the thoughts, I'm having an epiphany. Right. Sort of like you hear about a great party, but when you get there, it sucks. Oh. This is the dilemma. We want to go to the great party, but we want to be there to be at the party. This is what you see through. So the claims right now is the one who doesn't get it. Well, the obviously, yes. Well, there isn't a one. That's the point. Yes. The yeah. The great, you're never going to get it. That's the getting it. It's mechanical. The mechanicalness is not going to get it. It's mechanical. This is what happens. People have a huge event, and then the next day they're worried about the the, the, the newspaper boy, you know, missed their porch, and in a weird way they're confused, and it negates the the absoluteness that was available. No, 
this activity is in it. It's not contrary to it. This is not a battle. It's just one part of the space seems to be having a lot of an interest and attention sucked into it at the expense of the space. Mm. So it's, and the thing is, the reason why the interest tension keeps going there because it's implied it's all about you. And if you lose interest in that you, you're going to lose interest in all the pointing at the you. If you try to lose interest in the pointing at the you as the you, that's more, in, more interest in the, in the you. Don't you see it? If you want to lose interest in the pointing of the you, that's more pointing at you. You can't get out of this. It's not being in it. Out is the biggest in. This is what it wants. It wants you to try to get out because it verifies that you're in. This is a denial of that fucking thing. You're not in. So there's no getting out on pawn having never left. Exactly. Yeah. And all the shenanigans, one breath, they disappear. One fucking long inhale can blow all those clouds away. One. You would think with all this minutiae it would take a lot to move it. It's not there at all. It has, we are the source. We are it, the S-O-U-R-C-E, not this Maranara source. The source. No, I did do this because we used to say the seeker is the, uh, is the sort and someone hadn't seen me for eight years. They believed I kept saying the seeker is the sword. And I said, fucking, I felt great compassion. So I spell out certain words because people, when I say flaw, they think it's F-L-A-W and I'm meaning F-L-O-O-R. Flaw. They think a flaw? No, flaw. Yes, yes. That was my question. What is it you're trying to say? I'm not trying to say it. I'm not trying to say it. I'm listening to the singing of it. That's it. So that's very good because I'm listening to the singing of it. Yeah. The singing of the message. That's what I'm listening to. This has nothing to do with, I know personally, I don't want you to get it. I don't, but I love you not to stop trying because just like we do with addicts, a lot of times we jump in to try to save that person, but I'm telling you, you're doing a disservice to that person, keeping them from their bottom. So try to get this as best you can. The great use a 10,000 year old method and it's going to fucking fail you. And that's the value because you are what you're looking for. This is the message of non-duality. That's how I heard it. It may be something else seen from someone else's eye, but to me, you are what you're looking for. As Ramana said, the greatest mystery, being ourselves reality, being ourselves reality, is reality wanting to attain reality. Isn't that what goes on? The Buddha seeking for the Buddha, light being used to seek light. So what's looking is what you are looking for. Yes? Where do you want to, what, where would you go there? Do you want to keep looking for the what's looking when it's, you already are that? 
why not question you, the you that's looking for? Because the you that looking for cannot be starting, it is actually, but cannot be believing it's starting from what's looking or it wouldn't be looking for it. If there was a clear acknowledgement of the condition, which is we are what's looking, there would not be a looking for it. We'd be busy and we'd be looking at a lot of other stuff all day because we would be what's looking, yeah? So it fails. That's the beauty of it. You're never going to get it. If you hear it one way, that sucks. If you hear it this way, it's hallelujah. You're never going to get it because you are it. Yeah? All the failings that create such frustration and shit like that are the greatest successes when they're interpreted in a certain way. Hallelujah. I'm not going to get it. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's fantastic. Yeah. You see, it's just a shift of emphasis. That's the singing of the message. The singing of the message isn't in the words. It's it's throwing like a curveball in the emphasis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm, as I'm listening to this, I'm thinking back on some of these things, and one of the things that made it look like it wasn't happening, whatever you want to say, you know, it's hard to read this in there. Um, but because in one moment you said it could go away in a breath, but in, but previously you were saying that that's not necessarily going to go away. And I'm and I'm and I'm going to interpret here that you're meaning those uh, knee jerk reactions we have. That oh, of course they're not. So that's what I'm trying to say. It's like it's like I think one of the reasons I'm realizing now that it always felt like well I can't be getting it because the pain is still happening. But it's like you're saying, you just see it differently. Yes. It's, like, it's like, oh, that's just this process happening. Exactly. And it doesn't mean, like even the pain that it's, that Steve exactly. it's like, it's like that, that is not proof that it's not happening. That is not proof exactly. that I'm not it. Exactly. Okay, That's you. what happens. The emphasis shifts, yes. Yes, but because before, if that isn't clear, then you're living under a pretense of being guilty already. Yes. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's the emphasis shifts. So if you hear you read certain things, like I had a thing in AA, it's very important in our program, uh, people do an inventory of uh, their role. Yeah? And this statement would be, it started with self, and in AA, the word self is a small s, and it's sort of the thing that has defeated us, mm -hmm. this idea of being Paul, all right? So self manifested in various ways, is what has defeated us, yeah? We are now gonna look at its, meaning self's, manifestations. And we look at three common ones, and one of them is resentment, the second is fear, and the third is harming other people in the pursuit of what you want. In other words, being inconsiderate and selfish, yeah? We're gonna just gonna look at our life while under the influence and look at those manifestations with the hopes that we'll see look at those manifestations and see them as pointers to what has defeated us, which is not you, but this idea of self. 
almost like a foreign pathogen or a parasitical movement, yeah, or a disease, yeah? Because in the identification as self, you believe you did all that shit you were driven to do while under the influence. So a lot of people have been sober for 35 years, but they're still carrying guilt and shame based on being the doer of that shit that they had really nothing to do with. They were driven and compelled and used to, to express that same behavior. And the clues are all over the community because there's tons of different people that end up at the same three parking spaces, institution, jails, and death. Yeah, so you can see when you look at the million of car wrecks, you can see there's been one fucking driver and it ain't you and it ain't me. It's this idea of self. And this was just went right into non-duality for me because I had an intimate impression of the defeat of self in my life. I had it. I mean, I got run over twice the same night by the same car. I thought one was enough, but I got run a second time. Tons of fucking shit happened to me driven by this thing that we call self. Well, the recognition one day is I saw the word self as foreign. And what happened when I saw self as foreign? The possibility I could be free from it became available. And it showed me immediately it had handcuffed me my whole life because I had been trying to be free as self when the freedom is from self. And this is just goes into this message of non-duality because what happens is there is an event called this life that happens after you see that reflection in the pond as with the lion. Yeah. And this is what happens. This thing did not see the reflection. It saw it in, with a completely different emphasis. It saw it as an experience the sheep had. The head is interpreting that same event and its interpretation is the sheep saw this idea of a, of a head he, it could be like in the future. If it only did this and got this. Yes, if it only sheep this and sheep that. Yeah. And so what happens is they move away. The old guy is completely clear. He runs around, does this. This person is completely clear, but not about this. Now the clarity is held as a sheep. All the while being a lion to the point it will start looking to become like a lion, but as a sheep. This isn't a rare phenomena. It's a pattern. It's a mental, uh, it's almost like a diagram. We're living it. If you ever hear the Course in Miracles, simple. It says you and I are the dreaming of the dream. Yeah, we forget that. Okay. How could the dreaming forget that it's the dreaming? Well, maybe by the identification as the dreamt, which be the, would be the non-existent thing. So the dreamt would be a non-existent thing. The dreaming would be the source of all existence, yes? So the non-existent thing is now taken to be you, yeah? And now everything it's dreaming has the ability to affect it as the, as the dreamt. This is the diagnosis of everyone's day. We're believing something that isn't true, that's sending off incredible effects and conditions that seem as real as real can be to the dreamt. Because we're now living life from the dreamt, not seeing that living life from the dreamt, from the dreaming. We're trying to see the dreaming from the dreamt. And then you're going to seminars as the dreamt, trying to learn about dreaming. It doesn't fucking work. 
You want to see the dreamt from the dreaming, not try to see the dreaming from the dreamt. You are, you are there now. Exactly. That awareness you're hoping to, to be finely tuned and sharp as a scalpel in the future in a certain setting is now. Now, the only thing that doesn't make it so is your belief that it's not so. Tell the truth, see it, and you'll stop looking for what you are. And that's the message of non-duality. This is, have you ever heard of non-Christianity, non-Judaism, non-yoga, non-calisthenics, non-contact football socks, non, non, no. This is unusual, non-duality. It negates what? Duality. What's duality? Rooted in dualism. What's that? Subject, object. What would dualism as a projector of a movie be? What would dualism see a movie in a dualistic way? We're seeing everything in a way of two, and then we have this conceptual idea of a one, but it's framed as a two. This is the negation of non-duality. Are you the thought about? No. Are you the thinking? No. You're nothing, yes? And then everything. And it just brings about, you just travel lighter through your freaking day. Lighter. Lighter. I mean, I've had tons of shit happen, and I had tons of shit happen before. And if you waited all, you would see that there's been a traveling a lighter through the same amount of shit as was the before that, create, that manufactured a, a huge amount of traveling heavy. You don't need that added baggage, do you? Life is enough. Be afraid of a monster with no teeth. Or see you're not that which is the afraid of the monster with no teeth. That's where we go. Because to me, sometimes that will sound like an order. Okay, don't see the monster. No, you're not that which cannot not see a monster with no teeth. Yeah, to me, you always want to pull. It wants to get established. Just pull the rug out from underneath it. It can't pull it off that long. There's no monster and there's nothing for the monster to eat. Yes, it's just, mm. or there is a monster, but there's no monster, yes? Like it says, you ever, there was an old Zen thing. Uh, first, there is the mountain. Then there is no mountain. Then there is the mountain, yeah? Well, I believe there was a page missing. I do. Because I believe it doesn't start with first there is a mountain. I believe it starts with first there is no mountain. And then there's a mountain. And then, of course, the mountain has a lot of meaning that's given to it. So we'd like to see that mountain disappear. So we're hoping and praying and working for there to be there is no mountain. And that will happen. But then there's a mountain again. But what's going to allow you to travel lighter when the, the mountain reappears? Not based on their, you know, there is a mountain. No, there is no mountain. The first knowledge is there is no mountain. Not the second knowledge, which is there's a mountain. There is no mountain. So when the mountain disappears and then appears again, which it will, you will not take it if, like you would if you thought there is a mountain. Because then it's going to be there's the fucking mountain again. You're going to see it as you're going to see it from there is no mountain. Why not be established right where you are? Oh, the second one is like, oh, there's a mountain. Well, you travel lighter. You'll find out. Yes. Uh. It's great when there's no mountain. But how long does that last at times? 
Yeah, because you play the role of the mountain, <laughs> literally. So if you lose interest in the role of the mountain, in a sense, when the mountain's there, there's no mountain. And how can you lose interest in self as self? You can't. That's interest in self. We have it with, they say, you got to quit playing God. All right, let's say something's playing God and it hears that message, like we just said. And it said, all right, I'm going to try to quit playing God. Isn't that playing God? That would go on ad infinitum. Would it ever stop? Can that which is playing God stop playing God? So now you see, you see you're not that which is playing God. And then the God juice that we are is being lent to that thing that's playing God. Yeah. Let's say there's being God and there's playing God. If you don't know or have a sense of the being God, you're going to be played by that which is playing God. In a bad and then you see it. Yeah, that's all. Awareness is the key. That's the value that we have. Yeah, that's not taken ever. I've, I was aware of the worst day of my life and I was aware of the best day of my life. Yeah, my seeing did not turn away on the worst day. I wish it could have but I was, I was there and I was there on the best day. Yeah, it seems to be indiscriminate. Yes, so why not? Yeah. Do you believe, do you believe in time there's a process that's happening that has us actually as the obstacle of our own nature? If we are what we're looking for, doesn't that blow your mind? Because it doesn't feel like it, right? right? I mean, when somebody would describe your love and this and that, and then you see fucking the shit that happens, yeah? And obviously you're gonna feel like responsible for that. So it's, it, it's like a dissonance you can't make sense of, yeah? But you are what you're looking for, not as the you that's looking for it. Not as this is appearing, but as that which is seeing everything. You are that. Yeah. Yeah. It works. I'm telling you, man. This, it didn't work when someone said, I'm not a body. Because the I'm the body claimed that. Yeah. And so the only way I could hold the idea of not a body was as a body. Or just the same thing. Something happens and it sounds like I've got to see that and do something different. No, you keep seeing it as not you. It's negating. It's negating. It's just like allowing life to pull the rug out from underneath you. Yeah. And then you're falling, but you're secure in that. So, yeah. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Anyone else? You were speaking before and I had this thing blow up in my face that um, I was when you were talking about dreaming in the jump so much and I was like oh it's like the place I don't want to be is to be identified with a character in one of my own night dreams and then think I can't wake up from that yes yeah and so it's like some of the dreams are really you know difficult and it's like what if this boring character that just keeps looping through this repetitious story just kept going well, here it's lucky we have mornings. Yeah, thank goodness. But in the awake dream, we don't have a morning. Right. Yeah. 
But in the night dream, we have a morning that settles everything quite well, doesn't it? That scared tiger, you know, that tiger doesn't scare you when you wake up. Yes, but we don't have a morning built into the awake dream. So you have to go to meetings and shit. You got to listen. You do, obviously. I mean, the most obvious is the less known, the least known. Listen, you know, the fish probably doesn't know water. Yet it's in there all the time. Or if you see the idea of gravity and when you go up a hill, you blame the hill, don't you? If it's a steep staircase, you blame the staircase, but it's gravity. The you're feeling gravity when you're going up the staircase, but we don't say, oh, that's fucking gravity and everyone at the coffee shop's complaining about gravity. No, they're talking about a steep hill or a, it's like this, yes? And then there's professors that will tell, you know, gravity, but yeah, you're feeling it all the freaking time. What's the best solution to that is go into an, an anti-gravity chamber. You will know gravity completely by its absence. If you went in and you were relieved of all that seeming constant pressure, you would recognize the conscious pressure. You're not going to recognize it through intellect or philosophy because something's bearing down on us to the point we don't notice it. Yeah. But if you went into a place where it was free of it, you would realize that's fucking gravity. It wasn't the hill. It wasn't the staircase. It ain't this. That's gravity. Yes. This is the whole point of this message. This is not about self. I don't care about you. I don't. I can't, I'm speaking to something else that's already here, always has been here and knows it. When I heard this thing was like an unspoken yes, I just knew it in my gut. And I knew it before knowledge. I just knew it. And this, this is, let's say there's an I am. Oh yeah, this is what happened, if you don't mind. I went, some people here know Ramesh Belsakar. Yeah, so I went to see him before he died when he was 85. And uh, a couple of years ago, someone sent me videos, which I usually don't look at the video. And they knew that, so they said, really look at this video. So it was a Ramesh Belsakar talk, and I was there. And when you were there, a new person at those talks, he was bored of talking to people. So you, they put the new person in a seat right in front of them to be like a primer for the pump of the satsang because he was sick and tired of talking to people. So I was the one. And then he, gave, he was talking with me about this idea that's hit me very strongly now, which is, let's say uh, you have a house, yeah? You have a place to go to, yes, today? Yes. Okay. Do you, and when you go to work, do you forget that you have that place to stay to? Do you have to chant, I have this place, I have this place? <laughs> now, if you if you have to stay at work overtime, would more time convince you you don't have a place to live? No. no. If you had to work in Europe, would space convince you you don't have a place? This is the I am, yeah? Mm -hmm. That sense of onness that is used by the head to claim it's Paul, if you can see through that, it's the presence, yeah? We are, we are that flower that we're seeking the bouquet of. We are that, yes? So it doesn't matter. It's like I went one time when we were traveling around, I was in Turkey and 
we were going to the Sofia and this blue mosque in Istanbul and someone like volunteered to be our, me and my couple of these people uh, take us around guide, very well-dressed guy in a shark skin suit, very clean cut. And so he's showing us around and then he, we walks us to this, this uh, alley and there's a brick wall and there's a door, he knocks on it and a guy looking just like him is there and this was the last we saw the guide and we got moved into it and it was a big rug, rug emporium, Oriental rugs. And they would go, what's your name? And I go, Paul, and they go, hey, do you want uh, apple juice or Turkish coffee? I go, apple juice. And they go in there. Yeah. Now, I was traveling around the world. I had no place to live. And I was very clear, just like I had, I'm clear when I, of that, I have a place to live. I was very clear I didn't have a place to live. So they bring us into the rug emporium and they start throwing these rugs. It was incredible, beautiful rugs, you know, but I don't have a flaw, F-L-O-O-R. <laughs> so I have a built-in immunity to buying a rug because I have nowhere to put the rug. And I'm very clear, even after I could have been there for three weeks, we're never going to be convinced me, more apple juice, Oh, they're wonderful. And I say, hey, I'm going to Thailand. Say, we can fold it to put in you now. I'm not going to Thailand with an oriental rug. There was no fucking way I was buying a rug. Didn't mean it wasn't beautiful. And they were great salesmen, but there was a knowledge, a knowing, a knowing. And this is the knowing of satsang. You don't get there through knowledge. It's a prior to knowledge. It's the I am. It's that, yeah? unadorned by the mental claiming, the I am, is sufficient enough to be the best anchor you'll ever find because you're always here at all times, right where you are. Yeah, you never get gypped. Yeah, this is what we're speaking of. It's there. It's been commandeered by the head. It's using the I am to, to prove its own existence. The non-existent thing is using existence to prove its existence. So the basis is I am Paul. And how it verifies that is I was Paul, I will be Paul, therefore I am Paul. <laughs> yeah, I've watched it, I've seen it. I've seen it, I've watched, I've seen Mental activity, I've seen it. I've seen from head to toe. I'm just reporting the x-rays and hopefully leading you. You may think I'm pointing at a liver and I'm gonna go, no, that's the kidney. That's all I'm doing, yeah? But I saw it. I was defeated by it. I was. It was unbelievable. The incomprehensible, demoralizing, pitiful states you can find yourself in active addiction, yeah? And when that bottom turns to the where you live from for quite a while, if you don't die, you're gonna be carrying a lot of knowledge. And hopefully a message like non-duality will trigger it and you'll have an explanation. Because this is not, how long have you been looking for what you are with what you are? Forever. <laughs> How easy is that to be noticed? Quite easy. Does it need a lot of heavy lifting? No. Does it need reinforcement? Maybe satsang. 
you associate with this truth with groups of people. Yeah? Yeah. This thing is a finite event. You're an infinite condition. How is it ever going to win? Oh, I'm never going to get it. No, you're never going to get it. It's great news. That's right. Never going to get it. Great news. Yeah. Do I have to understand anything? No, I'm super confused. Great. I'm really fucking frustrated and I'm happy he's on a Zoom because I used to get attacked in the early days. I'm really fucking frustrated. Well, that's great. That's right. Exactly. Because the system now is showing its unreliability. Yeah, it cannot get it. It cannot get it. That's why... You lose faith in that, and that faith moves to something that's reliable, which is I am, with a big pause, Paul. You see the movie of Paul, but the real sense is I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyone there? Yes, no? I'm so stoked I see some people, some people from L.A. everywhere. Yeah. Mm. I got one of those contact football things that I go walk. Oh, great. Wow. Great. The Packers? Wow. Mm. What? Oh. <laughs> oh, I can't forget about the Zoom, but hey, let me just say hello to the. Hey, everyone. I don't think we're going to take questions today from the Zoom, all right? Hey. Uh, but I love you all, too. Yeah. In my old crude way. Yes. <laughs> Zoe, nice to see you and everyone. Bill, Hi, Zoe. Mike, thank you for the uh, service. Yeah. If any more questions, any question? You ha you see it? Yes, I feel it a little. Yeah. I just, I know I already asked it, but I just want to make sure. The disturbances are not going to suddenly be gone, very likely. Right? They're still going to appear. And it's like, but yes. you're not fooled by them. Yes, exactly. You're not putting off not being right them. where you are based on it being where you think you are. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's you know, really you know, the way it works. This interest in it's got to be all or nothing is coming from the head. There's quite enough space for it to appear and for you for it not to be appearing to you or as you. Quite enough space. Yes, yes, yes. And therefore, you'll lose interest in all the shenanigans. And yes, yes, because you think the shenanigans have the ability to block you off from the sunlight or the spirit or somehow. Yeah. Did you ever read The Prodigal Son? Well, when he finally admits in that pigsty that he's fucked up and, he, and his spiritual pride has dropped down enough. And when he decides he wants to go back, immediately, there's no middle story of how he got back. There's the appearance of him and the father on the road. He puts a ring on him, puts a robe on him, and he has, we got a great feast. There's no, oh, and then he pulled himself out of the pigsty. And, nope, he just gave up the ghost, and there it was. Like that, it goes right to the him meeting God or whatever, the father on the road. Does It was like... 
took me a while to hitch back to the road. I had to get dressed, get ready to be acceptable. No, it was just, I gave up the fucking ghost. I've had it in Bambo. Everything that had been pregnantly pushed out, not by any consequence other than your misunderstanding, was allowed to show up. Yes? There, all these possibilities are waiting at the door. No, I've had the moments that really convinced me you're onto something with big long gaps where there was a disappearance. But the point here is not to be here to, in the disappeared, is to be able to travel lighter through what appears. I don't, none of us probably have enough money to have two attendants to walk around with us. Like when you go to India to some cave, they have two people watching them. Can you imagine walking to Whole Foods, you know, not knowing what I like this, blissed out, you have two people all day. We don't have that fucking luxury. You gotta just give up the fucking thing. Dog shit awareness, just you're awake. There's no parade. Oh, they should throw a parade. No, that's your inherent nature. What does awakeness provide? An availability. Yeah, there's a presence and an availability. So now you'll find yourself of service. Because why? Not because you're special, because you're present and available. Yeah. And life will use you. It will. You're going to have a seat assignment, something. The action figure is an action. It's doing shit. It's, you know, going here, doing this, doing that. You try to, some people, you know, you need a purpose, even if you have to make it up. People don't do well as an action figure with no purpose. They don't. It goes into nihilism or whatever too easily. Yes. This isn't about any of that. It's about you're not that which has the purpose. Yeah. There's a purpose. That's all. You go on and, the likeness isn't stopping doing everything, is be is seeing you're not the doer of it all. That's where the likeness lies. Yeah. Yeah. You feel it in the room now, eh? What 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 else would you call that but you? What else would you call what you're sensing now but you? I felt the same thing here six years ago, whatever it was. Time has no fucking matter with it. Every time you feel present, it feels like present. Yes, that's the quality. It never is altered. It's an oddness, like you're just here. Like That's why I remember, you know, it's just fucking six years, six seconds. It doesn't matter. The same because we're joined by a sense of the uh, the honoring of, a, of of the truth. However, you see it is a great camaraderie. It's a great connection with others. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, yep. Anyone else? Well, would you say that, like, one of the one of the things I observed in like the spiritual field, uh, so forth, is um, 
kind of like the disease you're talking about of self of um, trying to get out of self is this idea of enlightenment, which becomes like an infection. People think of something they need to do. Yeah. Person yes. Or they don't have it, or yes. the person has it, or they don't have it, and, it's, and they'll seek it for decades. Was, what does that tell you? If the word enlightenment means cessation of all suffering, and you're, whatever's holding it in you is causing suffering with it, what do you need to read books? Do you need to read books? Just that one. Yeah. <laughs> do you need to read books? You just explained it. One of the definitions of enlightenment is a cessation of all suffering. Whatever is entertaining it with or sitting it is using it to cause suffering. What more do you want to know? You know, do you need to get bit by a snake 800 times to realize it's a fucking snake? You can realize it once. Yeah, you just said it perfectly. Something, um, and it's not you, conceptually entertaining enlightenment uses enlightenment to cause suffering when the definition of enlightenment is the cessation of all suffering. I rest I my case. I mean... It comes in with the, I don't get it. I don't have enlightenment. The suffering. I mean, the insight I had was all, yeah. I'll never be enlightened. It's like, thank God. At the same time, that came up, oh yeah, nobody becomes enlightened. That's right. <laughs> So when we say, I'm never going to be enlightened, it's held as Eric. Yes? Yeah. And uh, so Eric just missed the big one. Because I can, I would not want to look at enlightenment as Eric. I would not. It would be maybe a lot of worshiping, a lot of fornicating with Eric and whatever. Enlightenment would look, could be, could be, could be a, a nasty combo with you, Eric, or anyone. Yeah, so it's nice. Yeah. What's the great wisdom of no escape? There's no escape. You can't get out of an imaginary place, especially as an imaginary thing appearing in the imaginary place. I wanted to get out of here since I was six, literally. I had a, such a strong drive, drugs, everything. I just wanted to get out of here. And it was a very bad day and a great day when I, there was a realization, I, I'm never getting out of here. Yeah. And what made it all right was that uh, I'm not here, literally. Yeah? Yeah, like yeah. the dream metaphor is just me really beautiful powerful. Or, or, or like the avatar in a computer yes yeah there's something dreaming there's no possible way of knowing it as the dreams yes exactly exactly it's, it's well not even don't even give it up because that which isn't giving it up or doing it isn't you you just take once because yeah because then you'll fail by not giving not it up. It. Yeah, you just let the, after you felt what it's like for have the rug pulled out from underneath you, you won't have to have the rugs pull out from underneath you. Yeah, they'll be pulled out sufficiently where you'll feel like the rugs have been pulled out from underneath you. Yes, you see? Because see, this is, you recognition occurs and then the head 
marshals its army of, of change, yeah? And okay, I'm gonna have to stop, boom, no. You just pull that out, yeah? Just let it fucking stay there. See the emperor with no clothes so that you can see the emperor has no clothes when it's in full regalia. This is the message. Peak experiences, sometimes the emperor is revealed to have no clothes. You want that to have a, that has to be a fucking common view to really serve you. So now you see all day it's worrying how it's looking and wearing its wardrobe and putting this, and you know, just like you know, have a, you have a place to live, you know the emperor has no clothes. Yeah. You don't, oh, I've got to have another peak experience. No, you don't. One was enough. You now you see, no matter how much it wears or says it wore or is going to wear, it has no clothes. That becomes the normal understanding. It goes very, very far here. It travels very, very well here. If you're hoping to just have peak experience of seeing the emperor naked and then get fooled when it wears clothes, you're going to be in a state of being fooled quite a lot because it's going to wear clothes. It's going to be presented as you, as this, as that all day. Yeah. If you catch it coming through the skylight, it's going to come through the side door, back door, cellar. Yes. Just see it as not you and you'll lose interest in the whole thing. That's it. You don't kill this thing. There's no thing to kill. There's a loss of interest in the activity of selfing. That's all. Yeah, I hear that a lot. Kill the ego. Exactly. And the thing is, it's not the idea of an ego because when people say, talk about ego, they say they have one and they want to lose one. That's the feeling of selfing, is the one who feels like they have an ego. That's the selfing. Yeah. When people don't, they, they talk about ego as if you have it, right? Oh, I have an ego. Who is that who has an ego? And who would kill it? Exactly. The only thing that would attempt to kill an ego is an ego. Because the only thing that's given the reality to an ego is ego. <laughs> the, the only thing that's chanting, I'm not a body six hours a day, is a body identification. The spirit doesn't have to chant, it's not a body. It's quite clear. It's not a body. Quite clear. <laughs> but it, there's a, I can see your body, I know. But see, this is that mixed logic, yeah? You don't, it's, that's not how it's seen anymore. It's emphasized differently, like you said. It, it's emphasized differently, yeah? When you keep seeing the body, it's emphasized as more I'm not that. Instead of, oh, that that that's, finishes the deal. No, you see... Thank you, God, or whatever. Thank you, Spirit. Because the only way you can get an intimacy of what you are is by seeing what you're not. In this place of duality, it's through seeing what you're not. It doesn't work by looking for it. Has it, has it worked for you to look for what you are? Has it worked? No. But so you turn that into seeing what you're not. And then there's an intimacy of what you are through the seeing of what you're not. This is what we're offering you, message. This is the blow-by-blow blow thing that's happened. I've seen it. And this is how it was reverse engineered. I lost interest in something. 
And then I saw how it gains interest all fucking day. Yeah, yeah, it's a trip. And a lot at night when you're trying to sleep. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, well, thank you so much. Any other more? Yeah. Hey, Paul, I have an announcement. I like that hesitant clapping. It was like, ah, I don't know if I like this guy or not. <laughs> hey everyone hey i have an announcement paul oh you do yeah yeah on the travels page at the very bottom is now um the first talk from the puglia trip last year transcribed and punctuated nicely lovingly oh great beautifully Oh, great. Uh, Mia would be very happy to hear that. Yeah, she should know already. And then we'll have the rest of them, too, down there soon. Well, great. Hey, 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 everyone, thanks. I can say hello to everyone here. It's over now here. All right. So thank you, Mike. Yeah. Kerry, always a pleasure to see you. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. One stem, two flowers, one stem. Very nice. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Kerry, nice to see you. Axel. Noor and Lola. Oh, there you are, Noor. He's very comfortable oh. in your house. <laughs> Can you hear me there? Dennis, I hope you heard me the whole talk. Eh? <laughs> Can you hear me? Who, Noor? Me. Oh, I can hear you. All right, good. Yeah. Oh, here he is. We got James O. Thank you, James, for the support. Bill, nice to see you. David Bitterman, Julius, nice to see you, Julius. Colin Coyle, Nor, Lola, Martin, Nikki, Malkin. Nice to see Malkin again. Mark Nelson. Hey, Mark, how are you, bro? All right. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks, Paul. I'm still here. I'm good, man. Well here. Probably light. Probably light. Mike, Lindy. Holly, Sean, Christine, Kona, thanks so much. I'll talk to you soon, Mike. We'll be back on Monday. Okay, have a good trip. Eh? Have a good trip. Yeah, yeah. All right, see you. Bye-bye. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Paul. Mahalo. Mahalo, Paul. Happy birthday. Oh, yeah, this is probably the nice, this is a very nice uh, present. Just all you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Aloha. Bye, Paul. Happy birthday.